Every time you see a therefore at the beginning of a sentence in the Bible, it's referring back to something that's just been gone over. And so what Paul is saying here to the Hebrews, he has just gone through what some people call the heroes hall of faith. All those saints who went on before. So he goes through uh, Moses and Abraham, and he goes back further to Enoch and, uh, and Noah and all of those saints who lived in the Old Testament times and how they gave themselves to the Lord and how they served him. And then it says, but they did this with an eye toward something yet to come. And I love the way that it says it. And all these having gained approval through their faith did not receive what was promised. And then he goes on. Now what that saying is they've been promised eternal life, life with God. But he's saying that they did not receive that apart from us. Listen to what he says then. And all these having gained approval through their faith did not receive what was promised because God had provided something better for us so that apart from us, they would not be made perfect. Their faith would not be completed apart from us. All of us, our faith was completed in one place at one time. All of those who lived before the cross and all of those who live now after the cross and those who are going to come after us. The one thing that they, that we all have in common is the cross of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the salvation that he purchased there. It uh, says in scripture that uh, when he ascended, he led captivity captive. On that day, some people refer to, him, refer to it as moving day. You remember Jesus told his, uh, uh, the, the thief on the cross, today you shall be with me in paradise. And whenever he was in the grave, his body was in the grave for three days, it says that he was preaching to those who had gone before us, to all those that had died before. They all had the chance to receive the gospel. That holding place then was in a place called Sheol. But it says when he ascended, he led captivity captive and paradise moved from Sheol to heaven. And so now they're there with us, but they didn't get there apart from the same way that we get there. And so that's what this therefore is all about. And we have this great cloud of witnesses. Now, witness can mean two things, can't it? A witness can be someone who bears witness. And that's what all of these who came before did and do to this day. This great cloud of witnesses, they bear witness to the fact that there is only one way to Jesus. And that is through the cross of Jesus Christ. When he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, no one comes to the Father but by me. He's talking about Jesus. He's talking about, he's saying, I'm the only way. 
And so all of those who lived and died before the cross, he has brought them together with us and all of those who live and die after us who go to heaven. That's through the cross of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So they bear witness to the fact that Jesus is the only way. But witness also means to watch. And this is more, this is, and, and I think both particular uh, meanings have effect here. Yes, they bear witness with their lives still. And yet they also watch. They can see us somehow. We don't know how. But as we run this race of faith, they are surrounding us. Now, you know, whenever you're running a race, uh, um, he says, lay aside all the encumbrances, all the burdens that, that keep us from, from doing the best we can in the race and our sin. We lay all those things aside so we can run unencumbered the race that's set before us. Now, there are two different ways that people can be a cloud of witnesses in a race. You've seen like the Boston Marathon, these different marathons where the people are just chugging along there. And both sides of the road are lined for like 20 miles or so. And uh, there is a cloud of witnesses or a crowd of witnesses all the way up and down watching these runners and cheering them on. Also, you can sit, sit in a big stadium and uh, you can look down and see those who are running the 440, the 220, the mile, you know, down on the track that's at the bottom. Again, surrounded by a cloud of witnesses cheering us on. Those who have gone before, they're good people and they want good for you. That's the heart of love, isn't it? Desiring the good for another person. And what they want more than anything else is for you to complete the race and for you to be with them and Jesus in heaven. Therefore, a great cloud of witnesses. Well, there's no other name in heaven nor on earth by which we might be saved. That's what they bear witness of. And many have gone before There are many heroes of the faith that we all look up to and that we're all inspired by. And it's not just all those from the Old Testament and it's not just those in the New Testament, but there are those people who have come before you and came to faith before you who have made it possible for you to come to love the name of Jesus and be here in this place this morning. Uh, there are those loved ones who were, who, who were, who've gone on before. I remember uh, reading about a woman who'd lived to be like 105 years old. And they were asking her, uh, what was it like? What all, what was she so, what was she concerned about after having lived for so long? And she said, well, you know, all of my, Loved ones have gone on to be with the Lord before me. All my friends are gone. And I'm the only one left. And I've been here by myself for a long, long time. 
And what concerns me most is that they must be thinking I didn't make it. (laughs) But the thing is, we have loved ones who want us to make it. There are people who are still examples for us today, our parents in the faith. There are millions of others and all of our lives are intertwined. So hail Samuel prays for Sharon in Pakistan. And his father was a, uh, an Indian sick, S-I-K-H, who got very sick and uh, was at the point of death. And he was in a Methodist hospital and a minister prayed for him and he got well. And he gave his life to Jesus. And he came out of uh, a, a totally different uh, faith and he became a Christian. And he has passed his faith on to Sohail. And Sohail is passing his faith on to children in a Christian school that he started there in his country. And so uh, the thing is, is that this this we're all in this together and uh, we all even around the world we pray for one another we lift one another up there are those who have worshiped and have served the lord here right here at san philip for well over a hundred years more like it was 180 something years i guess how how long is it kim you know How many? 183, I think. How many years have we been doing the... Well, we need to all look at the sign when we leave today. 183. 183 years. And that's... Is that this building? That's amazing. So here we have all been. Uh, just, Just think of the cloud of witnesses that have gone on to be with the Lord from here since the inception of our church. And many of them have passed their faith on to you. There are some that aren't in the, the distant past. Some of them are much closer. Uh, and I've heard you speak of those who came before you and were your mentors and examples for you here. There are our parents, our parents in the faith, our grandparents. I was just thinking back over this this past weekend. Such a, such a, a parade went before. My two grandfathers both had the reputation of being the most generous people in town. And they were both faithful Christians. They didn't miss church, and, but they would give you the shirt off their back. And, uh, they were, they were known for their generosity. Um, Sunday school teachers that have made a difference in my life, that have shared things in my childhood with me during Sunday school class that revolutionized my life and helped me to see that God's word is true. Neighbors, I never will forget the neighbor whenever I thought that the that everything that you should be striving for was success in business and making as much money as you could. And we had a neighbor who was a steel tire and uh I just couldn't believe that someone would be content being a steel tire at that point in my life when I was just so ambitious and uh, thinking that you just got to do what you can to scramble to the top and all that. And this guy was just at peace. And I asked him one day, I said, now, 
I know you're tying steel right now, but are you planning on someday having your own construction company or something? And he just looked at me and said, you know, I make a pretty good living tying steel. And uh, I have everything that I need. I'm blessed with a wonderful, beautiful wife and good kids. I'm, I'm just living my life and serving the Lord. And he helped me to see that there were some things that were more important than money, more important than power, more important than prestige. And with him, it was the Lord. And uh, that was one of those jolts that I got on my journey of faith, that there are things that are more important than money. People are more important. And the Lord will provide as you try to serve him. Well, uh, there were uh, preachers that have made a difference in my life that have uh, shared things and done things. And one particular preacher, Oral Roberts, preaching on the radio. If I hadn't laid my hands on the radio and, and by, under his instruction when I was sick and been healed, I probably wouldn't stand here before you right now because the reality of God was set in my life at that point. I could never deny his existence and I could never deny that he healed and answered prayer because he did it for me when I was about six years old. Bible teachers, so many of them have helped me to move on in my faith and, uh, Anyway, there's all these clouds of witnesses and, and, and the Lord just has a message for us today about all of these. And I remembered a story that pretty well tells what it's all about. There was a, a guy that uh, was hired into the sales force of a major company and he was a go-getter, but his language was atrocious. He just couldn't say things properly and he just sounded like worse than a country bumpkin i mean he just couldn't anyway his all of his communications were just horrible and uh and uh, the managed sales manager came up to the boss and said you know what we just can't have this we're a you know like a fortune 500 company and and this guy's just uh his his, his language is just too atrocious. We just can't have him being an example for us. And the boss said, yeah, you're right. We need a little more decorum around here than that. And so uh, he uh, called everybody together for a, a meeting where he was going to dismiss this salesperson. And uh, he, uh, but, but right before he did that, he read the latest sales reports. And this one guy has sold more stuff, done more business than all the rest of the sales agents combined. And so the boss looked at this and he looked up, said, I called you all together here today because, uh, uh, we've, uh, because of so and so. And, uh, you know, he, he doesn't write too well and uh, doesn't do anything else, but he has sold, he has outsold every one of you. And so I just have one thing to tell you. So-and-so stand up. And he pointed at him and said, get out there and do like he done. (laughs) 
And that's what the Lord's telling us today. Get out there and do like those who have gone before us have done. I can remember hearing another guy that put that into practice. Two fellows in Navy boot camp were just loving him and loving him as he just hated them and didn't want to have anything to do with the Lord. And finally, they did something for him that just broke his heart because they loved him so much in spite of himself. And finally, he got down in a mop closet in boot camp and his prayer was, God, make me like those two guys. I invite you to think about those who are your saints, those who are your saints next door, those who uh, have gone on before you and helped shape you to be the believer that you are today and brought you to the place where you are running that race. May the Lord help us to be like them. Now then, being like them doesn't mean copying everything they do. Every Christian in his walk or her walk is unique. And so the secret to being like them is to be the best you for him that you can be. And so that's what he asks you today. That's all he's ever asked of all of those that have gone before. Be the best you for me that you can be. That's all he expects of you. Therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us all also lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us and let us run with endurance the race set before us, fixing our eyes where? On Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.